I do love me a triple Maduro. I like that flavor. I like that feel. What I find interesting is that usually I think of it as wholly hearty, something that's really going to force you uh, throughout the entire smoke. I'm not so sure that's the case today. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon. That's it. We drink fine bourbon and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. In the promise of trying new brands, Fingers, and trying new things, Eroa. E-I-R-O-A. This comes from the people over at CLE. You can learn more about them at clecigars.com. And I've seen the brand, and you find it. Now, here's what I'm going to say, and they're going to disagree with me. I often find it at the cigar lounge that offers everything, as opposed to the cigar lounge that wants to consider itself exclusive. I find that I'm happier at the cigar lounge that offers me the greater spectrum of things, because for me, as a smoker... I'm going to experience. I'm not going to show people, oh, look, I smoke cigars, right? You're not going for the pretentiousness, are you, Fingers? Uh, Not today. No? Maybe next week. By the way, what fast food did you eat this morning? (sighs) Listen, in my defense, pretentiousness, in my defense, I was really hungry. So So you had? I had the uh, egg McMuffin. Right. The sausage McMuffin with egg. Oh. The apple fritter. Mm. uh, And the if you have all that, you have to have the hash brown, too. Oh, clearly. To wash it down. It's called a fingers molly combo. Take that, Travis Scott. (laughs) So this Iroa, E-I-R-O-A, is their triple Maduro. And I'm very, very interested in what this cigar has to offer. It's a 54 by 6. So the 6 refers to 6 inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes fingers laugh. And the 54 is the ring gauge. Really the diameter, how thick the cigar is around. Tee-hee. All right, diameter isn't how thick it is around, but you know what I'm getting at. Now, this cigar, all the way through, uh, the beginning, the middle, the end, is a Maduro, right? So you've got that wrapper, that binder, that filler. This is all done in their uh, facility down there in Honduras. What struck me about it, as we've already lit this up, we're into that first third. We we break cigars down in that way. First third, second third, final third. And you want to write it all down. You want to write down what you've been eating that day, what the temperature is that day. It's been cold in Indianapolis, baby. And there are whole areas across the country. Uh, one of the things that, as we were recording, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, a lot more. Man, there was this massive accident in Texas. Yeah. Because the roads were icy in the pileup. And these things get rough for the people, especially who aren't used to the, to that kind of weather. I hope everybody is safe and well. We got a lot of stations down in Texas, a lot of good people uh, down in Texas. So we, we certainly hope they're okay. Um, this uh, writing down what you've been eating, writing down what you've been drinking, writing down the temperature, all those things affect the cigar. My first take on this cigar is that it, it looks beautiful. The wrapper is this has the right amount of oil, a little bit of grit. It makes me happy. The cigar is overwhelmingly light, physically light, and it's freaking me out. Yeah. I just expected in a 6 by, by uh, 54 a little more heft. Yes, and you, you could take a look at this, Tony, and correct me if I'm wrong, but on my burn, looks like I've got a little bit of canoeing. Yeah, you do. And I'm hoping that that will correct itself as I turn it around and let the heat rise could be for a whole bunch of reasons so canoeing is when you've got one side of that cigar that's kind of burning more than everything else that's why you always want to be spinning that cigar heat rises right you want to be moving it, it, it around it could have something to do with with humidity now 
it is giving me an otter burn, but it's not giving me anything otter in terms of flavor. I like what I'm getting here. A little bit of that coffee note, that richness that I know and love. So far, I got to admit, it's not as strong. And that's where I started with, right? Not as strong as I was expecting, but it's it's got good, good flavor. It's making me happy. Yeah, and you talk so much about writing things down and what you had to eat, but also maybe what you had to drink before you lit up. On my way here to the bar today, I tried one of those cans of Coke with the coffee in it. Did mix. you really? Yes. And it was You very, didn't bring me one? Well, I didn't know if you... You don't drink full-flavored Coke. You do the Diet Coke. I would sip it. Oh, I'll bring it next time. Wow. It's it's actually very good. Right. But it it has, I believe, had a little bit of impact on how I'm I'm, uh, getting the cigar on the palate. The the coffee notes seem a little bit strong for me. Right. And then uh, white pepper. I'm getting white pepper notes. You're getting a spice note? Yeah. See, and that's just it. Is white pepper a spice note? And the answer is, well, I guess it depends on you. Um. There's something very enjoyable uh, uh, about this cigar, and I part of it is I was expecting one thing and got another. So that's about me, right? I was expecting the punch and the power because the last time we did a Triple Maduro, it was the Camacho Triple Maduro. A big, strong, hitch cigar, a much darker complexion in the cigar than the Aroa right here. But enjoyable, enjoyable. What's freaking me out is how physically light it is. Right. And what it's saying to me is, is that I absolutely have to smoke another one. This is going to be one of those cigars that I won't know where I'm at completely to, until I have two or three and compare some moods and some attitudes. And maybe it needed to lay down a little bit more. Maybe there's something else going on. The flavor is there. It is the feel that's kind of fascinatingly. It's, it's just me. I was expecting something different. I hate to use this comparison because, A, it dates me, and, B, uh, it'll probably really make your your eyes roll. It's a little wiffle ball bat kind of feel to it. You pick it up, and you're expecting it to be a little heftier, and yet it's got that wiffle ball bat feel to it. Honestly, that's going in the Eat, Drink, Smoke dictionary. It's a little (laughs) wiffle ball bat. That's absolutely right. It's too light. Mm -hmm. It's just too light. The flavor is is really uh, working there. Talk about that coffee, a little bit of... Uh, of, of a bitter cocoa, which is which is nice, which sometimes can I, I could confuse with wood mm. in, 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 in a weird way. But you're not getting any pepper at all on no, this. No, no. That's interesting. What I am getting is that this retails for around $12, $13 a stick. Okay. How you feel? Uh, I, I feel good about that. Uh, one thing that we talk about a lot, because, you know, I golf, is whether or not you would want to take a stick like this on the golf course. And, you know, we always lean more towards box presses when, when it comes to the golf course, right? You could set it down. You could have it in the cart. It's not going to roll around on you. Um, but this being so light, uh, even though, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really not much lighter than a regular cigar. I don't know. It, it may be just a mental thing where I would just be worried about it a little bit more on the golf course. I'm with you. I don't know if this is a golf course cigar for me. Um and, and and not that you know I, I golf I, I don't golf, uh, but it's 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 not it's not there for me for the, for the golf course the prices for sure, but is this a cigar that's in the humidor for around the house stuff working in the garage stuff, and if you had a group of friends over, 
this is a nice pick, right? Because it's 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 better than this right now is playing much better than the average bear. I'm enjoying the flavors here very much. I, I think you could give this to a seasoned cigar smoker and they would enjoy it, but you could also give it to someone who hasn't smoked many cigars and they wouldn't be overwhelmed by it. Right. This is a good way to find out what other flavors are all about. This is the Eroa, E-I-R-O-A. That's what this cigar is. It's known as the 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 CBT. So it's it's I wrote it down. I wrote down what the CBT means. Kappa Banda Tripa, which stands for the wrapper, the binder, and the filler. I got that from the guys at cigar-coop.com. This is Eat Drink Smoke. So when Aunt Jemima decided they were getting rid of the Aunt Jemima brands, I, I think a lot of people said to themselves, why? And then there was a whole conversation that got political that I'm just not interested in. All I want is syrup. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And so that started this conversation about we need to change the name of Aunt Jemima. Hey, eat your brand. Do whatever it is you want. Just give me syrup. But you should at least have a name that people want. They changed the name to the Pearl Milling Company. Pearl, P-E-A-R-L, milling, M-I-L-L-I-N-G. That's about milling the flour. That's about being near some water. What, what do they call that big wheel? They, they call it a big wheel. Right. With the water, and it's going, and it's moving the mill, and then you're you're crushing everything. That So they, that's the original place, I guess, where it came from, 1888, something like that. And that's the name. This was a, we are in right now a week of impeachment, and I guarantee you no impeachment talk here on Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> We do it for you. We do it because we love you, as Fingers Boy would say. Um, of all the things they could have named it, this just falls flat, right? Nothing screams, get me a stack of flapjacks quite like the name Pearl Milling Company. Right? I pitched them Fingers Malloy flapjacks, <laughs> and they wouldn't listen to me. I don't know why. Now, I, listen, uh, I, there was pressure to change the name. Uh, they changed it. I just don't. You, you gave a good setup there, but it's you still don't equate, okay, milling and pancakes, flap, I like calling them flapjacks. Right. It's fun it, to it's, say. It's that brand matters, right? Brand matters quite a bit. They kept the color scheme with the red and the, and, and the white and the, and, and the yellow, and that makes perfect sense. But it's hard to move your brand midstream. We talked about Burger King doing this, going with a new logo, a little more old school logo. All right, you're going to modernize the logo. That does happen. Pepsi has done it. Others have done it. But then there's the people who never did it. Apple doesn't change their logo. Nike doesn't change their logo. Some things aren't. McDonald's is the Golden Arches. Some things absolutely positively don't change. They are what they are, what they are. Is this going to hurt them in the long run? I mean, I'm not asking it politically. I'm asking it more in, in the idea of what's what's in a name? Well, I think it is going to hurt them because uh, you look at the packaging right now and it still says Aunt Jemima on it. Just at the very right-hand corner, it says new name, same great taste as Aunt Jemima. So the Aunt Jemima name still on there. How much longer is that name going to be on there? And once it's gone, because you don't, the Pearl Milling Company doesn't, ring it's not something that people associate with yeah. pancakes is that going to stick are people going to remember oh yeah that's aunt jemima and people are going to say oh yeah that's aunt jemima for a long time they have to have figured out the economics 
they had to have done the mathematics to figure out what this was going to affect them, how this was going to affect them. This had to have been hours and hours of meetings and deliberation. And it's clear that they said, what is the name that is guaranteed not to upset any group right. in America? Right. And they came up with Pearl Milling. Obviously, the oysterists are going to be very upset, <laughs> but it's 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 just strange, and I do, it, it's strange in that it doesn't tell me about pancakes. That right now, I got to admit, Aunt Jemima didn't tell me about pancakes either. Right, it was a weird name, and I I I will tell you that while I I can't say that I put hours and hours and hours of thought into it, I saw it in stores as a kid. I didn't quite understand it. Right? I didn't understand the Quaker Oats guy. I, there are a lot of things like that's Uncle Ben never made any sense to me whatsoever. Right? I, things I didn't understand, but I, I, I possible I see it differently than others. I want to know if this name costs them. That's the one that I can't figure out yet. Well, I mean, being that it's Pepsi that made the change. Pepsi owns Angela? Yes. Pan- Pepsi oh, announced this week. Yeah. <laughs> there there you fine. go. You know what? Forget it. I said anything. <laughs> None of it matters now. Apparently, you forgot Slice and Crystal Pepsi. It's not always fine in Pepsi land. (laughs) I remember. So Crystal Pepsi, I maybe had once in my life. Slice, I had. Orange Slice. Orange Slice was very good. Orange Slice was good. It was refreshing. If they came back with that, people would buy it. I think it's still sold in Japan. I I read that somewhere. The Kit Kat Whiskey, which is the whiskey-infused Kit Kat sold in Japan, we have yet to have anybody say to us, hey, we can get you one of those. We need a whiskey Kit Kat. So if you know anybody in Japan, you got to get that for us. Yes, I, I'd be very interested <laughs> because what I like about it, Tony, because we've talked about this previously on this show. Whiskey infused chocolate. OK, fine. That's great. Infusing whiskey with something like that, like chocolate whiskey or cherry whiskey or Hot cinnamon whiskey. You That's are a so no-no. anti-fireball. It's, it's a no What no-no. did they ever do to you? Friends don't let friends fireball. Although they would make a fantastic <laughs> sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio program. Um, you can get a heart-shaped brie for uh, Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day, around the corner, Fingers Malloy, and people are going to be looking last minute for gifts. And I know you're one of those people. A heart-shaped brie. Have you ever done a baked brie? I don't know what that is. Uh, do you I'm know just th- a I'm just a blue collar Joe. I don't know what Brie is. Is it is, does it go on a saltine, Tony? Does it go on a Ritz? It, it, it could. <laughs> yeah. It could go on a Ritz. It's probably more like a water cracker or or, or something. Maybe a, a little bit an apple, uh, like a slice. Of, you ever have a slice of apple? Yes, I have. Does it come in a lunchable? <laughs> Are there Brie lunchables? <laughs> I need to know this. Will someone please let me know? Now, you're the more cultured of the two here, and you you bring these things to my attention. And uh, there, we, there's a bread that we were going to try on the we did a, the Rotel video. Right. And oh, you, if you have not seen our Rotel dip video that is on the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm very. We made the Rotel <laughs> dip and both of us lived to tell the tale. That's true. But there was some fancy bread that you mentioned on uh, the uh, or maybe it was a cracker on the Rotel video. And I had no idea what you were talking about. And same goes with Brie. I mean, what? What? Okay, give me the flavor profile of brie. What does it I taste like? Brie to me has no flavor profile. What so you do is you serve it warm, and it kind of spreads well. And with an apple, I mean, it is. It's delicious. It goes very, very well. So it's but a whole I lot think, of nothing. I think if you get your loved one a heart-shaped brie, 
they're going to be somewhat disappointed because then you're cutting into it. So you're the person's like, hey, I love you. Now let me take a knife to this you're heart. Right. It's very awkward. Well, you know, doing show prep for the show, you know how much we love lists here on E Drink Smoke. Uh, Yahoo came up with a list of like the top 15 things you could get for your significant other. Really? And, and, and number 15 on the list was one of those uh, vacuum cleaners. That you know, they're the, yeah, the 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 self, uh, you know, they, oh, like they, a Roomba, yeah, like a Roomba. And I thought to myself, yes, that's a perfect gift to give your significant other. Happy Valentine's Day. Here's a vacuum cleaner. I got to assume that and like a, a, a gym membership <laughs> and a scale. <laughs> Those. <laughs> Hi, Those honey. T- Happy Valentine's Day. I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. Oh, my God. How bad is this list? Are we going to go over it later? We can, yeah. yeah I, I want to. A vacuum cleaner. If you want to do something nice for your significant other, there's nothing wrong with cheese and, and fruit, right? The charcuterie kind of, uh, in terms of the meat and cheese and things like that. But just the, the hey, here's the heart-shaped cheese. <laughs> it, it's, it, you're better than that. And that's all we're saying. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. This is the Aroa that we are smoking. It is a triple Maduro Honduran from the people at CLE Cigars. Flavor-wise, I'm super happy. Construction-wise, I'm having a couple of issues. Now, I am convinced that it could just be this cigar because as I stare at yours, you're having a much better go of it than I am. I got a bit of a crack in that wrapper, and it just started to work its way around to the point where I had to remove a bit of the wrapper. And the wrapper is flavor. I don't want to remove it. It is. It happens. And when it happens, don't panic. Don't write off the cigar. Don't do those things. Recognize that these are works of art. They're done by hand, and sometimes it doesn't work out perfect. Well, and so what you're saying is, is that... If you have part of the wrapper peel away like that, the only thing you may lose is some flavor because much of the flavor comes from the wrapper. 100%. 100%. Me, I keep going, and I'm going to go all the way through because what I am getting from it, a touch of that white pepper that you were talking about. Okay. That has developed now that we're into the second third of this cigar. That little bit of, of bittersweet uh, is absolutely positively there, and I'm enjoying every single bit of it. There's wonderful bits of flavor here. It's working for me in a big good way what i'm also noticing is that i'm smoking this thing fast which also makes me think that there's something specific about this cigar and how it was done that isn't right i'm moving too quickly through it i'm going to be done with this cigar by the time we're done with the first hour of the show you think it has something to do with the wiffle ball bat effect that we were talking about earlier that this is such a light cigar uh i i will i'll let you know after i have a couple more because I'm impressed enough with the flavor, and certainly at a price point of $12, $13 a stick, that I'm willing to go back to the well. No question about it. And also, CLE, they're, they're not new. I've seen them around for years. It's not like you're taking a flyer on something. Right. I, I would argue that these are serious cats, man, who make good smokes and worthy of, of, of your time. It's just, I, I don't lie. We never lie on the show. No. This is what we're experiencing. And we did a CLE over the summer, I believe. We had to actually... When some of the bars were closed, we did a show on your back deck, and we did a CLE box press of burrito. I, maybe I don't remember, but we did that with the, with the Cavassier, right? Yes, 
Yes. That's right. We do everything <laughs> fancy on Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is time, Fingers Malloy, for the news of the week. Well, first of all, I'd like to say to all the ladies out there, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, dang. It's, it's Valentine's Day weekend, or for some people, they call it Valentine's Day, right? which I don't understand. Say that again. Wish them a happy Valentine's Day. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day, ladies. It's just like that. Half the audience is pregnant. <laughs> just... Just like that. That's amazing. You are you are just the Lothario of our time. True story. Well, I do have some bad news though, because times are tough, budgets are tight. Uh, Lending Tree did a, a study, a survey, and they suggest that thirty nine percent of Americans will skip out on the romantic holiday weekend this weekend to save money. Yeah, but but that's a little bit of a false premise, right? Where are you going to go for that weekend? I mean, we're still in – there are definitely hotels open. You could get away. But people are going to ask, is it worth it, right? right. Is, is it really worth it yet? And and maybe that's a that's an interesting test, right? Valentine's Day is on a weekend. You could have had the whole romantic weekend. And are people going to say, that's something we should look into. Now nah, we're going to skip it because we're still not 100% sure. Would this be different, you know, than when people go away, let's say, for spring break? March, April, are we going to see people traveling with the family or not to those Florida destinations from, from, from the north and from the Midwest to those other destinations? They finally were getting out. It's been over a year. We're done. Well, it's funny that you say that because New Orleans, uh, they're looking at 30% occupancy cuts in their hotels for Mardi Gras this year. Okay. That, again, is also not something that I can utilize because you're talking about this mass of people. And while people like, let's say, myself have no issue with going out, have no issue with going to a hotel, and have no issue with traveling, maybe I'd think differently about Mardi Gras. And that have you done Mardi Gras? Oh, no, I've never done Mardi Gras. <laughs> I've done New Year's in New Orleans. It is a surreal. I did, I did, Nor- I did uh, uh, the, the New Year's and then the Sugar Bowl. Oh, wow. I did that one, two punch, one year, and that was criminally insane. Well, you have to wonder. We talked about this before on the show that so many cities have these events that much of their economy revolves around, like how much revenue is generated for the city of New Orleans just for Mardi Gras. And we, we talked earlier in the year how so much of the Mardi Gras celebration has been canceled this year. It makes sense that between people being a little bit nervous about going out and traveling because of coronavirus, and yeah. there may not be as many things going on in New Orleans that hotels, uh, the occupancy is down 30%. What might be an interesting tell is what it's about to happen right here in Indianapolis. So the NCAA tournament is happening in Indy, in, in our fair city. Everything is happening here. And while some things are going to happen at IU, which is Indiana University, and some things are going to happen at Purdue University, which is Lafayette, and some things at Butler, which is Indianapolis. So that Bloomington, where IU is, is about an hour and 15 minutes south of where we are right now. And uh, Purdue is about an hour and 15 minutes north. But everything else is is here. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, where the Indiana Pacers play. You've got Indiana Farmers Coliseum, where the ABA team for the Pacers used to play. So that's very cool. Butler University is right there. If there are some fans allowed, let's say they allow 50% occupancies at, at, at these places, we're about to find out whether people will come out. Because if they'll come out for Mardi Gras, but they're not 100% sure, this is the kind of thing they'll still come out for. That should be a really interesting indicator of where we are 
and where exactly people are in the, okay, let's get the concerts back going. Let's get the sporting events really back going. Let's do some work. Right. Well, it, it going back to the Valentine's Day conversation, you know, so many people, they may not necessarily go out on that big trip, that big romantic weekend, but they may be just cutting back and saying, you know, we were going to go out for a nice dinner at a fancy steakhouse. Yeah. But we're so used to making that steak at home now. Why don't we just do everything at home? And that's maybe where some of the... the I think that's a little bit more of it. I'm with you there. Next. Well, Tony, you know, Lent is right around the corner. And uh, thank you for telling me, being the Jewish member of this team. Well, Popeye's has announced they're releasing its first ever fish sandwich. And it will have Cajun flounder as part of their sandwich. They're going to sell 400 billion units. 400 billion units that nobody has jumped on this aside from McDonald's with the filet fish which took me a couple of years as a kid to figure out what was happening and what was going on because I didn't grow up like that of course brilliant unbrilliant unbrilliant what I find interesting they're doing flounder they're doing Cajun flounder uh, not catfish no Cajun flounder it will be $4.49 a sandwich does anybody else find that odd? Like, I just, I just think it's the, it's the wrong, it's the wrong choice. It's the wrong pick. But going back to the conversation about the filet fish, to me, that is one of the most underrated sandwiches at McDonald's. I've never had it. You've never had a filet fish. Never They're wonderful. Had it. First of all, I always figured it was wrong for me to do it. People what? really need that. They don't need <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, they sure. don't need me interrupting. <laughs> Life is a festival, Tony. <laughs> Enjoy a filet of fish. Yes, because first of all, not many people order it. So mm. you know when you order one, chances are you're going to get a fresh one. But basically, it's just, uh, I believe they use cod. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The filet of fish isn't fresh caught? No, grilled, I mean the sandwich order? is made fresh. It's, it's not, I'm it hasn't shocked. been see, sitting under a heat lamp for like two hours. Uh, but what's great about it is, okay, it's like breaded, I'm guessing, cod. Eh. Well, but what do I know? I don't know what's in a McRib. So it, I think it's no, cod. It does, but it's uh, delicious. And then they, they put three quarts of tartar sauce on it. So all you have to do is bite into it. You don't have to chew it, Tony. All you have to do is tilt your head back, and the sandwich will slide down your throat. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a festival of flavor. I have never had it, but uh, this year, this year, I will do it. I will do it for you. Oh. I will do it for you. You got another one in there? You got another story? Uh, quickly, because we only yeah. have about 20 seconds left. 20 drinking, seconds? Drinking coffee daily could lower your risk of heart failure. I am going to be just Coast. fine. Just fine. The people, remember when a, bit, well, a year ago it was like coffee is the end of days? Mm-hmm. Or, and, oh, don't eat eggs. Oh, wait, eat eggs. Man, nobody knows. Do what makes you happy. Uh, moderation seems to be a thing. I'm down with that. But yeah, actually, I could use a coffee right now. That sounds absolutely delicious. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. America has found something we can be unified about. We have found something in America that we all care about. And Fingers Malloy, it's not you. I'm so very, very sorry. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy is right there. The thing that we all can rally around to say this is good, drunk Tom Brady. <laughs> and I say that as a guy in Indianapolis where Tom Brady is known as cheater Tom Brady. Deflate gate was a real thing here, and people still take it quite harsh. But drunk Tom Brady, the big game come and gone, uh, the Buccaneers over the Chiefs, 31 to 9, that, that blowout, his seventh Super Bowl victory, and say what you will, and I'll leave, leave that to other people. 
they had a boat parade in Tampa. Of course they did. Oh, because of course they did. And Tom Brady was blotto. He was gone off his face. As our videographer Brad said, he may have had a white claw. <laughs> he was just out of his head, absolutely drunk. And he's on the boat. He's got the Vince Lombardi trophy, which as a Detroit Lions fan, fingers, you know all about. What's that? It, it's called the Vince Lombardi trophy. It's what you get when your team actually wins. Oh, I've heard of that. Right. Now we've seen photos. One playoff win in my life. One stinking playoff win. And now you've lost Matt Stafford. Yes. How does the Jared Goff error feel to you? One playoff <laughs> win in my life. So Tom Brady's on his boat. Not his boat. A boat. Might have been his boat for all I know. And he is. He's loaded. And he's got the Vince Lombardi trophy. And there's another boat. Some other players. And so he's like, all right, I'm doing it. <laughs> and he starts, you know, whoa, like he's going to throw it. Whoa, like he's going to throw it. And the other boat gets just close enough. And that son of a you-know-what threw the damn Vince Lombardi trophy into the <laughs> air. Amazingly caught by the other players. And people went out of their heads. And afterwards, like the second he did it and they catch it, he kind of realizes, even in the drunken stupor, that maybe this was a really, really bad idea. Ah. He's like, oh my, oh no. Ah, he probably said, hey guys, I got six more of these. <laughs> what difference does it make? I got to tell you, though, I saw people criticizing him for his behavior. Uh, there was another video, I don't know if you saw it. Of him walking out? Yeah, he looked like <laughs> Dean Martin being walked out of the sands in 1963. It was beautiful. And people are criticizing him, saying, oh, he shouldn't be that way. And I look at, listen, he won his 32nd Super Bowl. <laughs> He's married to a supermodel who makes more money than he does. Let him have a drink. <laughs> Let him have two. What's wrong people with that? People are just, they, they, want, they want something to criticize at every level. Is he, is he not being the proper role model? Sometimes as an adult, you get a little blotto. That's just the way it goes. He was celebrating, and that's it. It's not the end of the world. I think it's good. I think it humanized him very well. I do, too. And the other thing uh, I'm going to theorize, because why not? Sure. Uh, I don't ever remember seeing footage of like that, like that of him after Patriots Super Bowls. I wonder, he'll never admit it, or maybe he will when he's older, if this one was just a little bit sweeter than those other ones because of the way things ended in New England. Did they end ugly? Like, is there a hatred between him and Belichick that were? They're, they're, look, they made a choice. And right. New England wanted to move on. And for many years, Tom Brady gave them a discount. He, didn't, he, didn't, he wasn't always the top five highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Right. You know, okay, I'll take a little bit less. Let's bring some people in. I want to win championships. And he said, hey, I still got some time left. I could, I'm going to play until I'm 62 years old. And New England said, y you know what? I think it's time for a, a, a divorce. And so he went. And Tampa Bay, there was an interesting uh, rumor going around that he actually approached San Francisco first because he's from the Bay Area. And he used to be a huge I don't buy it. San Francisco fan. And, and, the, and, and the word is. Yeah. The 49ers said, yeah, you know what? We're not interested. And they then went, he goes wait, and wins the Super Bowl at Tampa Bay. A year ago, they went to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, the big game with, Gar with, with Garoppolo, who they got from New England. So 
they didn't feel the need to do it. I think it's right. I don't actually believe it because I think he went to a place that purposely had no state income tax. That's my take. I'm going to get a good contract. I'm going to keep all the money yeah. that, that I possibly can. Valentine's Day around the corner. People experiencing it right now and maybe thinking of some last-second gifts. Fingers Malloy, you have the list. Well, You we, have the list. We, we teased it earlier. It's from USA Today. And it is 15 amazing Valentine's Day gifts they'll love no matter how long you've been dating. Oh, and good lord. <laughs> right away, uh, delicious candy. Well, a lot of imagination there. I know. I know. We've, we've never heard that one before. But people like candy, and it's appreciated. I think it's a little rote, right? I think it's a little hackneyed. Yeah. But but sure. Well, right? uh, the second thing on the list, the Pearl Milling Company will be very happy to see this. A heart-shaped waffle maker. And just like that, the relationship is over. <laughs> so many good hours you invested into this relationship. <laughs> you couldn't think of anything better. What a terrible, terrible idea. For a, for a tchotchke that's going to take up space that you're going to pull out once a year. Yeah, isn't that right? Isn't that true? That's one of those appliances that it feels really good in theory to have. But then once you buy it, like I've got a, 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 Not even a huge waffle maker. Uh, yeah. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I'll be making chaffles for, for keto and, you know, all this stuff. And I'll have these big, thick, delicious waffles. Uh, I used it for a month. And then you got to find a place in your cabinet for that big, yep. huge waffle maker. It's just a t you're better off getting them the Roomba, a vacuum <laughs> you would actually use a couple times a week. Number three, a jewelry cleaning stick. That's a divorce. That's that that's a, that's a divorce. Yeah, right. Because if you give someone a jewelry cleaning stick, won't they then be expecting jewelry to clean? Yes, with said stick. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, where's the ring? Right. That comes along with the jewelry cleaning stick. Number four, a cameo video message. Now, we've talked about cameo in the right. past. This can, is happening. We are doing it. You can contact a celebrity, uh, a YouTube sensation. There's comedians, movie stars, and you get on the site and they'll charge a certain price for a personalized message. And apparently, this would be a hit with your significant other, according to USA Today. Why? Tell your significant other that personalized message yourself <laughs> when you can get Pauly Shore to do it for you. I will admit, if you get your loved one a Pauly Shore message, <laughs> is Pauly Shore on Cameo? We should find out and get a message for us. Pauly Shore saying how much he loves to eat, drink, smoke. Oh, it'd be great. It would make me happy as can be. Oh. That should be a whole thing <laughs> for eatdrinksmokeshow.com. We go to Cameo and get people to talk about just the most random people, how much they love Eat, Drink, Smoke, would be a dream. The guy who played Shooter McGavin said, <laughs> Eat, Drink, Smoke. That's Christopher McDonald. Oh. Don't, don't. That guy's had a nice, nice character act, actor career. Hey, here's here's the deal. We're, you're going to play the scumbag in every movie you ever do <laughs> from now until the end of time. You're never going to be a superstar, but the checks will clear. And you know what he said? Deal. Couple more. Couple more on the list. <laughs> Okay, this isn't actually a, a bad gift, a small gift for someone. Uh, a Yeti mug. That's a terrible gift. It's practical. If you can buy a Yeti mug, you can buy jewelry. <laughs> oh so you're not a fan of this list so far. <laughs> this list is... This is even better. A tracker for your keys. Here, honey, I know you're absent-minded. 
attach this to your keys because I'm sick and tired of you walking around the house. It's not an being interesting product called Tile, where it, it basically you it's an app on your phone and it'll track where your keys are. I I have not lost my keys since I'm 23. Just haven't done it. I created systems. I follow the system. That's all you have to <laughs> You've do. You've got a system. Of course, I have a system. Of you, course, I have a system. Okay. We have to package this together, a 12-step system to never lose your keys with Tony Katz. What are we we'll, going to do for we'll the other 11 it. steps? <laughs> Put the keys in the same dish every day. Done. Forget the 11 steps. Grab your bourbon. The 11 <laughs> steps are bourbon. Are you kidding? A nice bouquet of flowers. Uh, I Right. I'm do that on any random Tuesday, and I'll have more effect. And finally, the Roomba. A robot vacuum cleaner. Get him the Aroa, this triple Maduro right here, which is now settled in nicely and is a worthwhile smoke for $12, $13 a stick for sure. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I do admit that scotch is my weak point. And it's funny, I started off when smoking cigars, working with scotch. And what did I find? That scotch took away flavor of the cigar. Right. It was a competing force. And that bothered me. I was much more a cigar guy than a drinker. So I moved into bourbons. I moved into other drinks. But the truth is, scotch has a story to tell. Scotch, a style all its own. What bourbon is to the United States, scotch is to Scotland. And it should be respected in all the different ways it has managed to put out incredible incredible product it's eat drink smoke where we eat the fine food drink the fine bourbon and smoke the fine cigars i'm tony katz that right there is america's favorite amateur drinker fingers malloy monkey shoulder i have heard people talking about for a good long time monkey shoulder oddly enough the favorite drink of my rabbi don't ask how that came up in conversation except i asked him and he said it's monkey shoulder so this is a blended malt whiskey that is different then a blended whiskey. Really superb review from the guys over at Scotch Noob, N-O-O-B dot com, making this distinction. You also see on this batch 27, right? Batch 27 on the monkey shoulder refers to the original batching of 27 casks. And now it refers to the fact that's done, I believe, 27 casks at a time. Really, really interesting. Interesting. I'm actually got the bottle. Uh, right here, Fingers Malloy, as I stare at it and realize I'm not wearing my glasses. 43% alcohol by volume is this here. As I know this story on these malts, this comes uh, from, from the space side, right? So you've, you've got the highlands, you've got the lowlands, different areas creating different kinds of scotch based on, on that peat and based on that moss and based on, you know, how they're, how they see a vision. Again, usually too much for me. We're going to find out here. You fine with scotch? Uh, listen, it's not my go-to, but I'm very interested to see uh, what this has to offer. You look at it, it's been celebrated. It's got uh, it won the gold medal for blended malts at the 2020 International Spirits Challenge. Okay. Uh, won a gold medal for scotch whiskey, blended malt 2017 International Wine and Spirit Competition. The nose on this is some nice vanilla. It's, to me, it's a touch fruity. That little bit of peat that's kind of in the in the, in the back there. It's you start already with just a wonderful bit of, of play. The color on this is, I mean, it's 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 
basic amber, and I don't mean that in a, in a, in a bad way. It's the color that you would expect uh, from maybe a lighter bourbon. It's the color that I have seen in a fair amount of, of, of scotches. Um, that nose is that nose is easy. That nose that nose is fun. It's it's for me. You get that vanilla, and then mm. it's. I, it's a fruit, but I can't place it for me as is as nece- it's not necessarily citrusy, uh, but it's not necessarily orchard, right? Right? It's not necessarily dark fruits, but it's there. It almost plays as 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 a floral, but it is a little more citrus, a little more fruit than it is that. Now, when we uh, do any drink, uh, we pour it usually into the Glencairn glass. It's got that interesting kind of shape uh, to it. It's it's meant for putting your nose in. It's meant for moving around and seeing what it's all about and trying it out. We do it neat. That's the way we start. And then we decide if we're going to bring it to ice chips or we're going to bring it to a big cube. Uh, you you ready to, to, yes. to give this a go here? We'll, all right. We'll give it a try here. You're you want me to shot? go first? I, you always have to go first. You're my taster. If you die, <laughs> the show must go on, damn it. He's taking a sip right there. Now, 43% alcohol by volume, right? So we're talking about 86 proof. That that's not on the strong side. He's done his sip. He's moved it around. Where are you at, fingers? It's it's difficult to describe. It's got kind of a creamy texture to it. Uh, it's there's that fruit that we were talking about. It's sweet but not overly sweet. But again, I can't quite place the fruit. I wouldn't say it's dark fruit. I'm not saying it's citrus. But there's definitely a fruit. So there's some fruit to it. Yeah, but I just can't place it. So that's why I'm thinking out loud. And apparently I'm saying fruit way too much. (laughs) It's not a fruit. Here I go. I'm taking a (laughs) sip. You ready? So here he goes. He's doing the Chattanooga Chomp. That's the Memphis Munch. Oh, well, that's. That's funny. It starts thick and ends with this wonderful kind of brightness as it goes down. A slight sting to the lips. Nothing on the tongue. No, no sting going down, no burn or heat going down uh, the throat. Uh, upper chest is where I feel a little bit of the heat. It's unbelievably light, but it also has this coating on the tongue that's, 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 it, it is that vanilla. I, I almost want to say caramel, but it's not quite it. Uh, and it does have this, it does have this zest kind of, of feel to it. Really does linger on the tongue. I want. I desperately want to put this on a cube. I def. I immediately. I'm not even going to waste time. It's not a bad I'm, idea. I'm going to adding a, a chip there. Here, and go, and go you've free. talked previously that scotch for you doesn't necessarily play well with cigars. Yeah, but this is different. This is fine. This absolutely would play beautifully because there, there's no, there's no real peat here. There's no real heaviness that's smoky that that exists in in a fair amount of scotches. The idea of adding ice, the idea of adding water, there are people who will tell you, no, you got to do it neat. None of that is true. Water adds this opportunity for things to open up, to really get an idea of all the flavors that are out there. Sometimes it'll diminish flavor. Sometimes it'll build on flavor. And that changes over time, which is why moving it to the big rock, as some people like to do, they love the look, but it might not give you everything that's, that's there. I could have just added a little bit of water to this at first and see how it opened up. I added one chip and I'm waiting for that to kind of fully immerse itself and, and, and dissolve in and see what flavors it gives. You did a chip. You don't seem happy. Well, no, I, 
it's it's no, it's fine. Don't get me wrong. I noticed I put the chip in and I took a sip and there's a little bit of a a mint note coming from it now that I really didn't notice before. Mm. I gotta tell the, you on the finish that nose is absolutely fantastic. If you're if you're a regular bourbon drinker, it's a great way to move in. This is this now I get what people are talking about. Yeah, and. Listen, and this, I, I freely admit, I'm not a scotch guy. I always, when I come to a place like Blend Bar Cigar here in Indianapolis, I grab the bourbon. Uh, and I don't know why I've, I gravitated toward bourbon and, and not really given scotch a try. This is this is wonderful. No, this is, is solid. I'm not getting the mint that you are, that vanilla is there, that bit of citrus, and I don't know which citrus it is, is there. Um when I say men, I don't want people to think that I've been overwhelmed. I mean, it's just a You're hint. not talking about peppermint patty. No, like no, that. exactly. This, with with the, the chip, there was a touch more burn uh, uh, on the tongue. Things definitely brightened up a bit. This is just a lovely, easygoing, easygoing bit of scotch. Now, I know what your question is, Fingers Malloy. Well, what's this going uh, to run me? How much is this going to cost? And I have seen this play in the $30 to $40 range. Okay. Yeah. I think in the $30, $40 range, you have a scotch that's going to work for the room. This is Monkey Shoulder. This, this is the original, right? Is that what they call it? The original. Yeah. Yeah, this is a winner. This is a winner right here. This is He Drink Smoke. The Whistlepig guys do rye, and Whistlepig is an acquired, acquired taste. And in my love of rye, Whistlepig is is difficult for me. That's the best way I could describe it. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already listening to the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. You can go to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Scroll to the bottom. Every place we are, you'll be able to find the link. And be able to subscribe to the podcast. But they are iconic and certainly are iconic in Vermont. So the guys at Whistlepig got together with the guys at Ben and Jerry's. And they're now making ice cream. The Whiskey Biz flavor. Fingers Malloy. Whiskey caramel swirls in a brown butter bourbon ice cream base. Got blonde brownie chunks topped with white chocolatey ganache and white fudge pieces and it's made with the whistle pig six-year-old piggyback rye now this is shtick we often talk about these things i'll still try it i will still try the ice cream and you're not Be- an ice cream guy really are you i like ice cream i prefer gelato actually i prefer custard right i spent some time in wisconsin and cops which is a famous place k-o-p-p apostrophe s is spectacular. Culver's is out of of Wisconsin. I think they do excellent custard. I love Dairy custard. Queen. They do fantastic custard. They put the Snickers in that thing. And Look, they- let's be clear. The Blizzard is genius. The Blizzard is a genius food. You can't go wrong. I have never been to a Dairy Queen and said, eh, no, it's delicious. Of course it's delicious. But it's not custard. I was it's, just just joking. I'm just I, Look, just you kidding. asked me. Right? How yes. highfalutin I am. Well, uh, let me ask you this. I have no idea what ganache is. 
Is that like nougat? Is yeah. it nougat? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, first, it's ganache. Oh, it's a ganache? Right. Oh. I, I, but I love that you bring the Michigan. <laughs> ganache. Right, right. In, G- ganache, in, ganache. Let's call the whole thing off. Into, it's chocolate. Just just mm. call it uh, that. I think it's a fun idea, and I think for Whistlepig, it's a nice way to get the brand out there. What I found interesting about this is that Ben & Jerry's, while we are on Eat, Drink, Smoke, Don't Play Political, Ben & Jerry always play political. Did they get any pushback to having an alcohol in their ice cream? Right now, maybe they've got other flavors like that, and I don't know it. I'm curious if they got pushback. I wonder if you can get away with it if you say, it's Vermont. Right? We're all from Vermont. We're supporting each other. What's wrong with having a little bit of Vermont rye in our in our ice cream? In our Vermont ice cream. Right. I but I am a, a big Ben and Jerry's fan. Are you? Oh, Cherry Garcia. It, and it's obscene too because I know some people they'll buy a pint and they'll say, Okay, this is a treat. I'll have a little bit of it now and then I'll put it away. And That's I not you. No, of course not. <laughs> a pint, you're just warming up, right? <laughs> Three, three spoonfuls of who can eat like, oh, I'm just going to have three little bites of this and put it back in the freezer. It's impossible. I know that. like, And, and I and I have it right. They have these these low carb ice creams. Halo Top is, yes. is, is one of them. And, and it's good. It's not ice cream. And I know that it's not ice cream. And every time I eat it, like it's, it's got some flavor. It satisfies a, a, a craving. But I know that I'm just kidding myself and I'm full of crap. I know I know that I am. Well, there's another brand that's very keto-friendly. It's called Rebel Ice Cream. And as you know, from time to time, I like to dabble in <laughs> fad diets. So I have had Rebel Ice Cream. They do a very good mint chocolate chip for one pint. I believe there's six net carbs in that pint. So but the whole pint? Yeah, for the whole pint. So you do the whole pint? Of, I do a whole pint of... Cherry Garcia, you think I'm not going to do a whole pint of six-carb <laughs> ice cream? But you're right. The texture is a little off on some of these low-carb, keto-friendly you ice creams. You can't fake butterfat, baby. You <laughs> cannot fake milk fat. It's, it's, it, it either has it or it doesn't, and that's what, that's what you need. That's what you need for ice cream. So, so we know we're faking it. We know we're lying to our, our, ourselves when we do it. But when it, it's, it's a treat, it, it, it is. And so for me, if I'm going to do it, I'm going custard, but I am I, I am not ice cream aver. I am ice cream friendly. So you don't have a go-to Ben and Jerry's flavor. I do not. Chunky Monkey. I like banana mm-hmm. a, as an ice cream flavor. I really do. Banana cream pie is one of my favorite pies. Banana cream pie and pecan. 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 <laughs> it's still delicious. Oh, do I absolutely positively love it? What I'm not sure if I'm going to love. It is the world's first 3D printed, lab grown ribeye steak. I'm sorry. Well, fingers. Um, if, if you ever get into a place where you're like, "Hey, we're, we're out of cows," <laughs> Let, let's say, let's say that that happens that you're out of you're out of cows. They are now printing food. We know this. This is not the Beyond Meat conversation, right? Plant based. This, that, or the other. This is an Israeli company that has put together a lab-grown ribeye steak using 3D bioprinting. The meat-making process, which is usually the birth of the cow, (laughs) it processes prints 
and process uh, it, what it does is prints living cells. They're incubated to grow, differentiate, and interact in order to produce the texture and qualities of real steak. And just like that, I have lost everybody's <laughs> appetite. It's but, Soylent Green. It, no, it's, it's not. Soylent Green. You kids under the age of 50, ask you know, Jeeves Soylent Green. There's a, there, I think there's a drink. I think there's actually something you could buy called Soylent Green. And the meme is uh, it, it, it tastes different person to person. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to Google that. You have to search it out. Right, but once again, Star Trek nailed it. <laughs> did they not? Yeah, I mean, we go back to the flip phone and it looked like the communicator. You're walking around with, with tablets and you're just on the Star Trek Enter- Enterprise. And now you've got the food replicator that you walk up to and it will print you a steak. I. The problem is I, I get it. Like, I find 3D printing to be one of the most amazing concepts that's out there. And the, the, the way that I really understood it, it its real-world application is the military. You, uh, desert warfare. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're in your Jeep, and the Jeep breaks. A part breaks. You can't wait to have that part driven out to you. You can't carry every part on the Jeep. You can have a 3D printer, pull up the schematic, and print out the part. And keep moving. And once you, you like play that out in your head, you're like, son of a gun. This might be one of the most brilliant things that I've ever seen out, out, out there. It's just the, the concept of, you know, everything they were doing at Maker with, with 3D printing. It's an exceptional, exceptional uh, evolution in technology. Okay. So the question needs but to be eyes. asked. It needs to be asked. 3D printed cigar. You're gonna you gonna enjoy one of those when they come out. I don't believe you can do that. I don't believe you could well, ever do that. Not with that attitude. <laughs> no, I mean, well, you can make uh, a steak, but you can't make a cigar. So, but what you would have to do is print out the binder and the filler and the wrapper. You still have to roll it. How would you? You can print it rolled. Well, Why wait, not? No, wait a second. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I see. Cigars are art for me. Right, what goes into it, what the blender puts together—I mean, that's 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 beautiful. 3D printed. I'll try it. This is a <laughs> drink smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. It's Monkey Shoulder, the original blended malt Scotch whiskey. Man, it's just good. It is good and should be in your liquor cabinet and works with a cigar, and I am outrageously impressed. Yeah, it's still, uh, of the scotches that we have done, and we haven't done a lot, I must say, but on the nose, it has to be one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's delightful. And, it, you know, the, the, the ice chip really brought something to it, really opened it up. Uh, that sweetness that I talked about earlier, it's kind of subsided a little bit. It's still sweet. Mm-hmm. But still very, very enjoyable. And oddly enough, now that the, the, the chip is fully uh, melted, diluted in there, there's a little more heat that exists on the tongue. Not in a bad way. In a wonderfully enjoyable way. That vanilla, that whatever that fruit is, it's, I'm going with citrus, is, is there. And it just, it coats so nicely. And it just has a, it has a good staying power. Has a good uh, bit of, of enjoyment in that finish, that linger 
this is just pleasant. And I know we, we double-checked some pricing, and yes, $30 to $40 a bottle is where I could find it. Maybe there are other versions of Monkey Shoulder, other types that go into the hundreds of dollars, not this, $30, $40. This is an excellent way. Now, one of the things that makes it interesting, it's not as scotchy, scotchy, yes. scotch, scotch. It's not as scotchy <laughs> in, in, in that way, um, but it's a great way to start. If scotch can do this, scotch is scotch is my friend. And I know there are some people out there because I am in the camp that you're in where I don't think of I, I don't want to grab scotch with my cigar. And I know some people are probably yelling at the radios right now saying, I love scotch with cigar, right uh, with a cigar. But these two really play well together. Uh, a- absolutely. Positively uh, uh, beautiful. You've, you've got the monkey shoulder and, and, and the Aroa, which was a triple Maduro. Um, which uh, I, I will admit, I went through it. I, I went through it quick. And even with some of the burn issues that I had and some of the cracking, it, it ended lovely. The, the bit of uh, that bittersweet chocolate, is, as, as I would see it, um, a touch of, of, of coffee in there. Nice cigar and also at the right price point, $12, $13 a stick. Makes it something that I want to I wanna do, I, I want to have. And I am going to try other ones and see if it was just that one-off cigar in terms of a construction issue. Because that's very often something that happens. If, if a star- cigar starts flaking on you, it might not be indicative of the cigar in terms right. of totality. It could be just that one. So try another one. Or depending on how uh, it, it's been in the humidor, if it's too humid, if it's not humid enough. We've, we've talked about that right. before. Or maybe it was a humidity issue with a stick. So so many things can play and into it. And remember, when you've got your own ho- home humidor, distilled water. They sometimes sell like gels like or, or mixtures that you, could, you can utilize, right? But distilled, distilled, distilled water. Otherwise, you're going to ruin everything. Well, I'll tell you something. I made a mistake last week. A friend of mine uh, gave me a Churchill cigar and a few other cigars. And I have a, a, a porcelain canister humidor that I use. Right. And the Churchill wouldn't fit in it. So I, I have a, a desktop humidor that I wasn't using. I just took my pack, threw it in that humidor, put my sticks in it. And I opened the humidor up three days later, and the humidor, the humidity was only at 42%. Right. So even with those, especially when you've got the smaller ones, something you might have bought inexpensively, the reason that it's inexpensive is that it doesn't have the seal. It isn't going to close properly. If it doesn't close properly, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if you seasoned it. It doesn't matter if you... If, if you made sure that the moisture got into the, to the cedar, it doesn't matter what your pack is. It's not going to hold. That's the downside. Sometimes they're a great way to get started, especially if you're smoking at a regular clip. But if it's something that you have to the side and you only hold some some special cigars in and you're not thinking about it, yep. it's amazing. Well, and like you said, I mean, this was one of those humidors that I got in a value pack. I already had a humidor for my everyday smokes because I, I don't usually have a lot of smokes. I usually have like eight or ten sticks that that. Uh, porcelain canister is perfect, right. but when I got the value humidor that's bigger that could hold twenty sticks, you know you you have to keep your eye on it, like you said, and it doesn't hold the humidity. Like and, the, and those porcelain canisters, the top is usually wood, but there is a rubberized around it, right? And that's what creates the seal, and that's what makes it work. It's a fine way to do it if you don't have much room, you want to keep it on a shelf or something like that. It, it's great. The investment in the humidor is is a serious conversation. Because you should invest in the humidor if you're investing in cigars. Does that investment have to be $3,000? No. Is that investment going to end up being a couple hundred bucks? Yeah. But also, once you get to that number, 
Now it's also a bit of an art piece because you're getting something that you are putting out. Right. You are going to have it out there for the for the world to see. Right. And, you know, it's sometimes tough to make that kind of big investment on a humidor. But when you figure you're putting your cigars in there and you're making quite an investment on those sticks, you want to keep them, you know, well humidified. And, and, and if you have twenty twelve dollar sticks, you've got two hundred forty dollars in, in your humidor. So now that's the investment. So the vessel is about actually keeping your investment. And if you think about it that way, think about how many cigars you smoke in a year, divide that out and then add that little bit of cost to every cigar and that's what it costs you. And then the next year the cost goes down even more because the humidor will last. Mine, which was gotten from the people at Cuban Crafters, which would make a fine sponsor for the Etrix Smoke Radio program. Right. <laughs> I've had that for, wait a second. I, I Is it five years? Is it eight years? Some, some crazy number. Is that that one I, with the glass top on it? No, that I got as a specialty, and I had a logo etched on it, and that one did not hold. Mm. So I have one that, that's that's true wood all the way around, got rid of any of the fancy, and I very much enjoy it. And I see a lot of people, they get uh, almost like the cigar vaults. They're, they're former, like, uh, wine refrigerators, oh. and they have them. I mean, that's cool as heck. I just have no place for it. I'm not arguing it. I just don't have a spot for it in my house. It's interesting because I, I'm part of a cigar board on Facebook, and someone threw it out there. They, they got a wine refrigerator that they wanted to convert into a humidor and mm. wondered what it would take to do something like that. As I am now building out a space for cigars in my home, uh, and I'm actually – I've thought about maybe building a three-season room or a four-season room, and that cost didn't, didn't work for me. So how do you utilize the shed as a way of making that work? And I've come up with some pretty interesting things. Maybe I would get one for there, but the truth is, no, that's not where I want to put my cost. I want to have the the more standard humor because I don't keep 150 cigars. Right. Right. I keep 30 to 50. Right. That's what's in, in, in my humidor because I'm moving through it and I'm trying things. So I'm not I'm not stockpiling. It's just not my style. Well, let me ask you this. And I know this is the news segment. But what the heck? We've we've completely uh, gone rules. back into the cigars. I had like a Vietnam, friend. There are no rules. I've had a friend ask me uh, in the past. Uh, what's the oldest stick that you have in your humidor? Now, I don't keep a lot, like I said, eight to ten. So, you know, maybe a couple of months at the most. But how long have you had a, a stick in a humidor? I've had I've had a stick in my humidor for three, four years. Wow. Right? And it's it's not because I was saving it for something special. It's that I kept it because it wasn't worth tossing. It wasn't worth giving away. But I really wasn't interested in it. And I got interested in other things. And that's just the way it works. But every now and then you're like, oh, look, I've got I've got that stick. I am not holding, right? It, it, I, I am not what's known as a hodler in the world of cryptocurrency. Hold on for dear life. Mm-hmm. That's what that stands for, H-O-D-L. Hold on for dear life. But they're called hodlers. Uh, I'm, I'm moving through it. And I, uh, about a year ago, maybe it was less than a year ago, with you, bought a series of La Gloria Cubana cigars. I bought, a, bought 24 of them. I still have those because what I found after smoking them is some I liked, they're gone. Some weren't for me. They're still there. So maybe I have to give those to you. Okay. Right? Maybe that's okay. what I – But it's, it's – the investment in the humidor is a worthwhile investment if you ask yourself what the purpose is. If it's just to have a few, I like the porcelain. And you put it on the, on the shelf and it's done, right? Space. Right. Do you have an apartment? Do you have a house? Do you have a large house? Et cetera. If you're smoking and and you want to be able to have things and you want to protect the investment, you you got to spend the money. You got to spend 
the money on the thing. Do it. You, you won't regret it. You will not regret a humidor that works as an art piece. It is going to be out in your house or in your office, wherever it is. And it's worth it, especially when you think about adding that cost to the total amount of cigars and then realizing how much it goes down the following year because you're going to have the humidor longer than you have the actual cigars if, if you're doing it right. That much is for sure. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. We got so into the humidor conversation, I forgot the news of the week, fingers boy. You did? I did. I shouldn't because it's the single most important thing we do. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz. America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It is time, a little bit late, for the news of the week. Well, here's the news right off the bat, Tony. What? It's Valentine's Day weekend. It is. And to and you ladies out there. Oh, you were going to say it. No. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Oh. I was going to tell you how much I love you. Oh, right back at you. Oh, wow. Got awkward. Got awkward quick. And to all you ladies out there, happy Valentine's Day. Damn. Look at you. And we are here at Eat, Drink, Smoke. For the ladies out there who are nudging their gentlemen saying, take me somewhere because there's no better way to spend a Valentine's Day weekend to listen to Eatrick Smoke. True. And finding restaurant values because people are bargain hunting. We talked about it last hour. It's been scientifically tested, by the way, that listening to Eat, Drink, Smoke expands your chances and opportunities to get lucky by 14 billion percent. That's science, by the way. It came from the CDC. It must be real. Must be real. The fine people at People Magazine. See what I did there? I see what you did there. Uh, they compiled a list of all the Valentine's Day food deals you can get at chain restaurants this year. I know you're not a big chain restaurant guy, Tony. I know. But, but I'm just a blue-collar Joe. Is that what you are? Yes. I like going to chain restaurants. By the way, that is not shtick. He <laughs> is what he is. Nobody here is lying to you. That's guaranteed of your money back. I don't know what Bree is. <laughs> Cinnabon. <laughs> Cinnabon. Do you know what Cinnabon is? Uh, I do. Believe me. Look at me. I'm, I'm a little chunky. I know what I know what Cinnabon is. And for fifteen dollars, Cinnabon is offering a sweet treat bundle for Valentine's Day that includes two of their classic cinnamon rolls and two cold brew iced coffees. Fifteen dollars. Well, it's listen. It's been a while since I've been to a Cinnabon because I haven't been in an airport in the last few months. But when you go to an airport Cinnabon, which is a very romantic place to take your significant other, right? Uh, my gosh, it feels like the cinnamon ro- cinnamon rolls there are seven or eight dollars. But, but that's that may an be airport. The airport deal. Fifteen dollars for two cinnamon buns. Yes, you and- can go to IKEA, <laughs> get the four pack, two coffees, and four hundred Swedish meatballs. Nine ninety five. You just have to put it together yourself. <laughs> right. That's it. But wait, there's more. Ooh. If you order it through DoorDash and it's your first time ordering Cinnabon through DoorDash, you'll receive free delivery. Oh. Oh, well, there you go, right? All right. You know who would be a great sponsor of the <laughs> Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show? <laughs> Let me – is it, is it getting irritating that we do that? Because we're just, we're just trying to – just trying to like, – like Inception. We're both Ellen Page. We're just trying <laughs> to kind of just try that, – that's not her name anymore. But we're just trying to seep that right, right in. That's all we're trying to do. All we're trying to do is get, is, is get people to be like, man, we really should be part of Eat, Drink, Smoke. That show is amazing. <laughs> Just having a little fun, folks. <laughs> Hooters, Tony. Again, another great place to take your significant other. Well, this is kind of a reverse 
deal. Uh, they've been doing this for years. The Wing Chain is bringing back its Shred Your Ex offer for Valentine's Day. Simply shred a picture of your ex-partner to receive receive a coupon for 10, ten boneless wings. You are so bitter. You are so bitter. Those aren't wings. Those are nugs. Those are we nugs. learned that from the guy in Nebraska <laughs> who went viral with that whole conversation. I have been in a Hooters once in my life. Once in my life. And that Hooters is a place where families go. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind in a way that is just irrational. But you swear they have good wings. I love Hooters. I'll oh, say it again. I love Hooters. Let's just, hold on. Let's just have a moment of silence <laughs> to let that hang right in the ether. If you want to turn that into your ringtone, <laughs> you feel I, free. I love Hooters. No, but... Here's the deal. And it's not because the pretty young lady comes over. It's, oh, you're my favorite customer. How old are you that it just became the pretty young lady? Well. Good Lord. But, no, it's not that. I could eat a whole bowl of their breading just by itself. It's good? Oh, the breading to me is fantastic. But if you're not the type that, you know, do you like chicken wings with a lot of breading on them? No, no, no. I like them roasted. I like them barbecued in, in, in that way. Oh, sometimes they will bring a chicken wing, and it'll be the size of your fist, and oh. 75% of it is breading. I like a smoked wing more than anything. Like, that's mine. That's but you can't find breed. smoked wings very often at, well, at chain restaurants. So here we go again with the right. whole chain. Maybe versus, that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Tim Hortons. Customers oh. will receive one free donut with the purchase of any size beverage through the app at participating U.S. locations. That's fine. That's, that's a good deal. Uh, Buco de Beppo. Ah, Bugurabepo. You could share the love with the Italian chain special love feast. Hmm. Love feast. For uh, prefix $59.99, couples. $59.99. Couples will get a shareable meal with the choice of mixed salad or Caesar salad, garlic bread, and towering heart shaped lasagna and mini cannolis for dessert. Wait. It's, so it's it's lasagna. It's a tower, heart shaped. Uh-huh. It's heart shaped cannolis. Uh-huh. And what else is there? Garlic bread and your choice of mixed uh, salad or Caesar salad. So no drink, no drink. But that's for two. That's for two. That's Sixty not bucks. Bad. Now Buku de Beppo, it's a little bit higher end. I'm for, into Buku de Beppo. I think they do a great job. Yeah, I mean that's uh, Olive Garden is a step below that, right? It's been a lot of years since I've been in an Olive Garden, but uh, soup salad and breadsticks you cannot go wrong, right? It is a staple in America, for sure. Einstein Bagels celebrate Valentine's Day and National Pizza Day all in one. The family pizza bagel box is only $5. That's half off, Tony, now through February 14th. Is it you make your own? It's a box? No, uh, ba- uh, Einstein will make bagels for you. I, I No. <laughs> I, I, the, the, the pizza, like, it's a... It's a it's a family pizza bagel box. And uh, unfortunately, the fine people at People Magazine didn't give me a product description. So you regulars at Einstein Bagels will probably know what the family pizza bagel Let box is. Let us know is. what that is. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Let us know what it is. Now, you and I are both big fans of Chick-fil-A. Oh. 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 Right? Oh. Can I say it again? One more time. Oh. Do you love Chick-fil-A like I love Hooters? No. No, no. Clearly, you love Hooters more than anything. Chick- no, and anybody loves anything, <laughs> clearly. 
Chick-fil-A is offering a variety of menu items and special heart-shaped tins at participating locations while supplies last, I'll Tony. I'll let those supplies go dry. The tins, They're for someone else. The tins offered include a 30-nugget tin. Yes. A 10-count mini chicken sandwich tin. Six-count chocolate chunk cookies. Oh, have you had the chocolate chunk cookie? I've never had a chocolate chunk cookie from, from Chick-fil-A. Really? Look at your mouth open, jaw on floor. Uh, Tony, you I are aghast. I don't know what to believe in anymore. Um, <laughs> and you can also get a tin, a uh, 12 count of chocolate fudge brownies. Now, there you go. You know that your significant other likes Chick-fil-A. That's a fun little thing to do. That is a fun little thing to do. Uh, I, I, I approve. Now, say you want to take your best gal out for a smoothie. Smoothie King. You could choose from any of the Smoothie King's drinks. The, they're chain drinks. Uh, they have a, a ton of festive pink smoothies, and you'll receive free delivery on those through February 14th. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh, I'm sorry, did I not sound excited <laughs> enough? You're not. Wow. You're not a, that's amazing. You, you like the Smoothie Prince? What's the Smoothie Prince? It's oh, two smoothie. steps below. <laughs> the Smoothie King. King. Uh, finally, Moe's Southwest Grill. You sign up for Moe's Rewards Program by February 12th. And you know what? We're already past February 12th. Yeah, so right? you're out of luck. No, no Moe's for you. <laughs> Moe's is a very kind of off-putting experience at times because if you've never been before and you walk in, they scream, Welcome to Moe's! That's a little creepy. They do. They do. But after they've worked there for a while, it's like, Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> <Right? laughs> Who would think that your enthusiasm for yelling welcome to Moe's would wane over time? Diminish. <laughs> you like on an XY axis, you can actually <laughs> plot out the points. It's science. <laughs> uh, the Arroya. No, the uh, Aroa. It's worthy of trying, for sure. You want to check that cigar out in the monkey shoulder, that's in your liquor cabinet. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> 